Hello there. Welcome to the LTS podcast, everyone. My name is Marcos, and today we have a guest. Coming in straight from the internet, we have Chris. Hello. Say hi to the world, Chris. Hi, yeah, Chris here. Hello, everyone. And obviously, the, the, the big three, besides myself, we have Alan. Hey, what's going on, everyone? We're back. Glad to be back and can't wait for this convo. And Mr. J. Yeah, Porterhouse. No, the Chicken Supreme. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm back with it again. Yes. And you the soundboard. I'm boards. doing good, personally. Good, good game. Excellente. Excellente. So, yeah, uh, right now. This was brought to you by KFC. Oh. oh. Because I'm hungry for chicken fries. I feel like Excellente. Popeyes is better. Maybe that's a hot take. Oh, I don't you're know. right. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. is good. Yo, have you guys seen that? Like, um, I, I guess that that new wave going on with, um, I think it was Popeyes, but they bought like the Walmart, uh, Nashville hot seasoning, and they like sprinkle it on the chicken, the fried chicken, and then they grab like the the uh, the pepperoni peppers in the jar, splash a little of the of the juice on on top of the chicken, and then take a bite. People looking like they're having the best time of their life. <laughs> Honestly, oh, wow. no. Am I the only one? Am I that? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I, I have not. <laughs> they need a competition to have to share the ice with you guys. Yeah. It looks sure, amazing. Sure. <laughs> share the sauce. Share the sauce. I sure will. I sure will. You don't gotta ask me twice. Give me. A <laughs> He's like, be right back. It. Oh, we need something like right? somebody like a sound effect of somebody go up, going upstairs or downstairs, like running up and down the stairs. <laughs> but yeah, like um. For example, um, how's how's everyone's week been? Oh, fantastic! Amazing, <laughs> great, awesome. It's been <laughs> it's been absolute. I know I'm not giving you too much content here. All right, so my my week it's been good. Uh, started off okay. Um, today is better, but you know I'm just living my life as usual. Living your best different. life. I hope so. I hope so. Everyone hopes you're right. You're right. True, true, true. But yeah, like, um, want to slide into everyone? Everyone's comfortable if we slide into the notes. Yeah, porterhouse. No, hello there, uh, chicken supreme. Yeah. Welcome. Definitely go out there, Marco. That confuses me. That confuses me so much. That's my voice, and I'm not moving my mouth. Obviously, it's not me. If, if Very we're recording weird. video, it's just <laughs> the power of soundboarding, uh, Chris. Don't don't you worry. We're here to help. And uh, okay, porterhouse. No, the chicken supreme. <laughs> it's like not me. I have to since I have a video now to show me. You know, on the side. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, I've been doing some, you know, putting in some stuff in the notes, and I found the thing with the, with the what you call it, brainstorm, and it was it caught my attention. I wanted you know hear you guys' opinion. Putting in some stuff in the notes, and I found the thing with the, with the what you call it, brainstorm. It wasn't me. I swear. Anyways. It was uh, regarding how um, there were some ancient uh, Chinese medicine books in uh, some universities starting doing some studies of fact-checking of how true these uh, ingredients, specifically mushrooms, helped Im improved in real life. Some studies of fact-checking of how oh, so true helping these uh, ingredients. And um, and they uh, the University of Queensland of, of Australia was actually doing um, some studies and recently published in the, in the month of February their, uh, their results. And these are preliminary. Obviously, take, there's no actual uh, 
repeatable no what's the word if it's in the in the medical journal and there, there's some results but it can't be mass produced to to have the same results it's just a finding so there's no, there's a potential there but now actual like oh work where uh what's the word uh copywriting what's the word in for businesses alan that you have um, pat, there you go there you go yeah patent mm -hmm. you can't patent it just yet it's just there's this data right now for the world medically and they found that this uh mushroom called colloquially lion's mane has a specific compound in inside of them that improves neurological and is it now fungus yes it is yes it is that's scary yes it is well based with pop culture right now with um this video game or this movie in hbo called the last of us but again this is based on real life meanwhile um the last of us is you know pop culture a popular culture okay so take take the last of us with a grain of salt and take the medical journal with a bigger bucket of salt you know what i mean right yeah that was all fine so yeah there you go so uh, but i find it interesting that it's actual books that were already around for a very very long time have been already publishing uh using this in um in asian specifically chinese culture to help people with their with the brain stuff if you will and this university with uh uh three mains three main scientists one that was a director in the university of queensland the other one uh something martinez i dr martinez i forgot his his first name i'm very sorry about that and there was another dr lee uh, all three of them i put them in the notes I'm, this is off the top of my head to what's his full name again i said i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't i'm not that i need the shrooms uh but anyways i think it's dr da he lee from korea that's only i know that's that's what i uh i remembered off the off the my nugget that um they did it on some brain like um whatchamacallit they have them in little like circular things what's their thing on um, the petri dish yeah but brain brain slices and directly implemented these compounds which is very vague again it's very vague so take that with a grain of salt that it helped the growth of these uh tubular things on the on the neurons so this suggests that it can improve their contact with the world in the brain and also potentially towards memory retention. They haven't used it on rats. They haven't used it on actual people, but they used it on petri dishes with actual human brain slices. So there's a there's like a proof of concept with what was already around. And me personally, I can't get enough of this. You know, it's just like really. And um, yes, brain slices. Yes, brain slices. <laughs> you know, great <laughs> yeah, imagery. <laughs> <laughs> but actual human brain so you know i'd be yeah. interesting that's interesting to know like okay so they they injected it into like some brain tissue they had in a petri dish but like how do you make that actually bioavailable like are you going to be injecting people's skulls with that stuff if, if you can't <laughs> like ingest it orally or how are they going to implement that it's one thing on brain slices they got to do it on 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 rats i'm interested then there's the whole thing with PETA that you have to do in oh, right. the for science though <laughs> that's okay. the quote for science well I mean, yeah I'm, I'm not gonna advocate for anything illegal you know within the bounds of, of research there you go yeah it's fine oh <laughs> <laughs> that's not no but i was gonna say like over here in this article from science friday it says in mice these properties promoted neuron growth when diluted in water oh. resulting in better hippocampal memory the result is very good sign that the properties in lion mane and mushrooms, oh, they are mushrooms, can protect uh, against dementia, Alzheimer's, 
The research behind the studies say using the isolated components of the mushroom could be a step forward in the treatment of these devastating brain conditions. Wow, through water. So you just put some cool. mushrooms in your water. Yes, That'd bring slices once more. <laughs> <laughs> and mice, and mice. Right. Yeah, and mice. Yeah, that'd be insane. Insane. I think that's what the membrane. Thinking. Absolutely. Well, oh, yeah, it was... Uh, the other doctor was Dr. Ra Raymond. Say it with gusto. Say it with your chest. Ramon. Ramon. Don Ramon. That's oh, doesn't have the action on the Oh, no. Come on. We we know what it's in our hearts. It's Don Ramon. He was dodging the rent for all these years for the brain studies. <laughs> well, what, he has a second last. Is uh, Marmol. Marmol. Okay. Marmol. Yeah, M A R. That sounds yeah, Marmol. The the, the, so like the rock. word association. What's going on? <laughs> no, no, no. That's his. That's his other uh, last name. Mm. Oh, okay. So it rhymes. <laughs> it's Martinez Marmol. Ramon oh, okay, okay. Martinez, doctor, doctor. You know what that doctor. also reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of what Kanichi does for uh, his research mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. synapses and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. um, that yeah. might be something he he should look into as far as like what, what like the properties of these uh, mushrooms slash fungi to to people's brains. Something like uh, Mr. <laughs> Joe Rogan would talk about, <laughs> right? Or the, or zombies. So we also have like a little chart over here and then like and it kind of explains it it says like we have uh the, the mushroom the lion's mane and then they have a bunch of like chemicals that i don't <laughs> i don't know how to pronounce no no shit. then they have neurotrophicity through bdnf trek erk a half signaling yes. and then they have here increased uh neurite outgrowth Enlarge growth cone and then enhance recognition memory in mice. And it says a diagram to set the, depicting the neurological effects of lion's mane mushroom in mice. Uh, they credited uh, the doctor Martinez. Martin. Uh, and I'm assume I'm assuming like Doctor Yijin Ch Chai, uh, Hansita Kronroy. Just a lot of doctoring in this in this study. But yeah, it's it's exciting, isn't it? Like, okay, but how can you mass produce it for the public? Because, or on capitalism, unfortunately, right? But um, the logistics. Just thinking about the logistics and all those things, it's going to be a pretty penny, unfortunately. Right. Try to compound and then synthesize everything he's trying to do to like make it, I guess, accessible for, for a lot of people. For one and then mass scale. Yep. Right. I mean, or uh, it's quite a, quite a task. Yeah, also, in the in the article I shared that I released to Marcos's thing, they have like a little interview you can listen to, and they also have a transcript. Yeah. So they say here, um, like they he like they ask questions like, "What do these uh, compound compounds do?" And then he goes no into explaining to no doctors. <laughs> I find that interesting. Like it's like something about the noggin because you know how people are constantly like there's what like the majority right now the population is above us well specifically in the u.s is the medium age right now i think what i think 30 i think right now or um okay. i need a fact check can somebody run a fact check or should i just say it out loud for what the medium median age of uh americans right now america yeah for what for their age the medium age the median age of the u.s population 
Aren't we getting older? Yeah. Dying off? Because no, no one's no. Uh, reproducing. No dying off, just living, being older. And that's being a problem sliding into mental issues. 38.1. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Which leads to my other point. Alzheimer's and all those things. So, uh, turns out that living people currently in the U.S. Uh, have like, a, there's a low percentage, like in the 30s, of people with actual mental uh, Alzheimer's equivalent of uh, of brain uh, brain like retention stuff in, in in the U.S. specifically, obviously. And again, another university in Ohio uh, found did a study and did that they were um, found that it's not only what the 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 tenets of what people say to have a better um, better brain currently what we know, but it's an accumulate. I feel like it's no. It's a no-brainer. It's actually it, it's supposed uh-huh. to be this, but it's it's it, they proved it that it actually is besides the <clears throat> besides the having a healthy uh, lifestyle right now as an adult like everyone here or or Chris in this case that's co- becoming into an adult um, that they have to your parents have to in, get a, a healthy person's like life uh, brain future is dictated or partially a majority dictated what you had since you were conceived or a baby meaning like you have to have an, a, a solid uh, economic lifestyle as a as a child be uh have uh, a, a plenty of education or somehow to build up more uh, the desire to be more to pull absorb knowledge be more understanding of things and also like have an economic economic stability what's the word the, the one the one that you always told tell me alan that you're looking for your uh, everyone's looking to have an economic um freedom and that that is a like and even those are even bigger factors for your child for this child to or boy or girl or whatever they want to identify to be to try to to uh, prevent to have alzheimer's so these like these sayings of uh, it takes a village to upbring a child is being proven to be each time even more fruitful so if you have kids try to have try to have a very strong base that will give them later in their in their life a stronger stronger mental mental um whatchamacallit um retention or prevention of mental diseases if you will and- wait but marcos <laughs> um I'm, I'm thinking of uh, something i was looking at i think it was like a youtube video uh i think I forgot the doctor's name but i think this doctor was doing research on people uh, that experience Alzheimer's and other mental diseases like that. And uh, I think one of the conclusions that came out with was the fact that a lot of these issues come from the diet people have and how that correlates with people having dementia and Alzheimer's. It's due to the type of or the lack of nutritional value our food have, has in the U.S. particularly. and how we well, usually when, when do you start eating you start eating since you're a kid so that nutritional is right. since you're but, being upright right but the way you make it make it sound it was like everybody like the whole village is trying to take care of a kid and that's I think, the saying yeah but i mean we can say that doesn't make it true in the, in, in this sense in this sense where uh i think the majority of people i would hope uh think that a two-parent household is a lot more beneficial than just having a one parent not to you know throw shade at people that are a single family home or with either a mom or a dad but usually 
when there's two people there, they tend to have a better, uh, I guess you can say, grasp on, you know, taking care of the kid. At least we would hope so, right? Um, not speaking too crazy in general, general but um, I think as far as like your diet goes, your workout regimen, even as a little kid, you might you might have kids that are, especially during these times, like uh, through the pandemic, a lot of these kids that were yes. so-called yes. or quote-unquote healthy got really yes. you know unhealthy because they were sitting around doing nothing. And once they started going outside little by little, they're unfortunately they're uh, uh, being active wasn't their main priority. And we see a lot of people that are afflicted with you know overweight and obesity and you know social skills. Right, right. Your soft skills, right? Like, How like, to yeah. interact with other people. And yeah, that's a big issue that people need to, you know, take care of. Um, but I think the food aspect really does come first from your home, right? Your household, whether it be your if parents. That's not stable. Right. It, whether it be your parents or your guardian, uh, hopefully we would hope that that person's trying to take care of uh, having a balanced diet. You know, unfortunately, not everybody is going to be able to go to Whole Foods, right, or and get you organic everything, but trying your best to have a balanced diet and maybe cut down on the artificial uh, sweeteners and uh, colors and all these other weird things like aspartame that's going into your food. Um, I'm not saying every, we're, we're going to go through every package with a magnify glass, but we're not no, preaching that either. Right, so. of course, because I mean, yeah. who doesn't like going down to your local uh, Golden Arches and getting a McDouble <laughs> with a small fries or and a drink, out. perhaps, right? Or going to a Shake Shack and get one of those wonderful uh, white truffle burgers that they just came out with again. Uh, Amen. I mean, I know I love that, but it's not something you should do every day is what I'm saying. And these are the things that this particular doctor, and I don't, the name eludes me, but once I find this doctor, I will definitely put that in the in the show notes or share that link with you guys where he was explaining that a lot of these issues that people have when they're grown-ups do come through having a very lackluster diet and poor uh maybe regimen and exercise right so and social like uh, a discipline to always want to learn stuff Is that yeah a- and i think when you take into account like uh you put poop food into your engine you're gonna get poop out is what i'm saying Right. So don't expect, right. Don't expect getting Formula One, you know, activity going, whether it be mental capacity or even going out and being active when you're putting garbage in your, in your body. I think we ask of our bodies too much at that point when, you know, we got to be like, I'm not saying extra, extra careful, but, you know, we have to make better decisions on our diet and stuff like that. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Marcos. I'm rambling now. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, the quote that I found today was that success is nothing more than the sum of little stuff, little things done day by day. So if you want to create a successful study or or go to like a, a high a high competitive university, you got to start with your you know your ABCs and your one two threes, right, Chris? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, um, it's interesting because I actually read about. Um, or at least they teach us in school now. Um, we used to think it was it was fats, like trans fats, especially that was like ruining um, our diets and causing obesity in the U.S. Which is it's just partly, you know, it's it's true. It's not like inherently wrong. 
But um, sugar, man, sugar, apparently it's like the root of all evil, uh, especially right. with, with Alzheimer's and, and, and dementia yeah. going forward. Apparently, like sugar and artificial sweeteners, all of that is like toxic. Maybe not now, but long term, you know, little by little, um, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know. That's what they're teaching us in school now. Yeah, unfortunately. Dang it. Yeah. But definitely. it tastes so good. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they yeah, get it's you. Crazy. <laughs> it's Especially like, like okay, I'm not, uh, sodas. I, I think uh, I don't like anything carbonated, um, but sodas especially. I know I saw I saw you had like a Lacroix. Marco is taking it back a little bit. <laughs> no offense to Marcos, um, but yeah, I, my family loves sparkling water. They love seltzer. I, it's just it's spicy it just tastes like when you're like your leg falls asleep you know what i'm saying it's like why would i want to put that in my oh lord that's a great analogy <laughs> that sounds like analogy if anything <laughs> that's a great it's example just, it's, it's, it's not good why would you willingly choose to do that again no offense okay you know but <laughs> sparkling water soda don't like it keep it away from me oh my god so what's your thoughts about uh like a green tea or coffee or do you drink that or is it strictly water plain you know flat water for you oh no i'd love it for just like for it just to be water but i drink coffee which is terrible because i get duncan um and like all over america runs on it it, chris don't you east let's just say that my veins absolutely america is it's sugar it's crazy sugar if you don't get black Black, I'd argue, is you can never go back. That's you. the thing. That's the issue, issue right? That's the issue. Oh, I so love drinking my coffee black. That's how. That's how I drink it always. I, I, I try to put those artificial anything in that. That's great. <laughs> I mean, it depends who you ask, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um. Okay. Anyways, I, I drink I drink a ton of Dunkin', which is terrible because that's just packed with sugar. Um. Because Dunkin' black coffee tastes tastes absolutely terrible. It's just, it's bitter <laughs> not, and I guess I've heard a lot about the quality of your coffee. Like if you get like some, some coffee that like marsupials poop out and I forgot oh, the, the actual name is, the fancy, fancy stuff. Apparently that's the best thing you can ever have. And that, it's not bitter at all. That's actually a heated debate. Cause there's a lot of people that are coffee connoisseurs that are like, even. they're like, yeah, that's mm. not coffee. That's poop. You want to drink poop? Go ahead. People are drinking it. No, absolutely, absolutely. People love There's going to Madagascar and, and getting these poop from these weird, like cousins of lemurs or whatever the case is. Yeah. Well, I mean, like there are a lot of people that are connoisseurs of coffee, like I was saying, that are like, no, 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 no. You need to get, you know, something perhaps that is Brazilian or Ethiopian or Italian roast, or you might want to do something that's uh, along the lines of, you know, somewhere that's not close to them <laughs> no, and nothing they, of a monkey's bum right and then they'll go through the process like oh well i'll do a french press or i only do espresso through you know certain types of machines and people go crazy with the keurigs or the nespressos and uh-huh. i mean again i think to your point chris once you start adding a whole bunch of extra things you kind of dilute whatever good property that something is and and to your point it's like whether it be sparkling water or you know or coffee when we start getting you know caramel macchiatos out the wazoo that's crazy (laughs) hey i i do enjoy my uh caramel macchiatos from time to time it's not an everyday thing it's more like uh you know, I treat time. myself type of thing. Once, yeah, when, when I'm having a good day, yeah, yeah. I think. 
<laughs> See, I think I'm in the, in the middle because I I absolutely hate. Oh, coffee. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad. So I only go. Time. I only go for it. Give it to yes. Me. Give it to yes. Me. yes. Oh, what do you mean? Give it time. You've been saying this. Yeah. Is you didn't like tea. Remember, you didn't like tea. I was there. Yeah, but I can't. No, I can't, tea is I can't awesome. I only no, no. Green said, tea for the most. Why part. not just drink water or milk? I don't like tea. Forget about it. And he walked away and sat down and watched One Piece. <laughs> Dude, my, mind you, right, though, right. mind you, this is the same because like, I like to take my tea just straight up. Yeah, you know, just straight from the yes, leaves. Of course. He's, he's always asking leaves. me, he's like, so you're adding. Oh. So he's always asking me, he's like, you putting milk, honey? And I'm like, no, just water and leaves. Just leave. Just I mean, water I, and I, I respect that. I do the same thing for the most part. Like, I'll, I'll dabble sometimes. I'll get like maybe uh, chamomile tea or something like that, mm. or something along yeah. those lines, kind of uh, herbaceous. Like right, but tea. I'll do the green tea over any other tea for the most part. Like, I'll, I'll grab um, one of the sachets, and if I can get my hands on like uh, higher quality green tea, matcha. yeah, like matcha. matcha, I'll definitely, you know, mess with that heavy. Definitely, definitely. No sugar, no nothing, no lemon wedge, just, you know, green tea. Hot, no, no. hot, hot, hot. I'll do the lemon wedge. Yeah. Unless it's like, firstly, I'll, I'll do the lemon wedge if it's not of high quality <laughs> green tea. Yeah. So you're, you know, like lip, you know so you the know. garnishes are like to hide the the lack yeah. of something, yeah, to mellow out the, I guess, the not so green green tea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time though, I gave Marcos my tea. He's like, he looks at me. He's like, this is bitter, and I'm like, yes. When give the me the soul. tea. <laughs> It was when we I visited you in the court. You offered it to me. Yeah, I did. Nah, there you go. That was two years ago. Yes, I agree. Yes. I remember oh, just like oh, we do ruin it for sure. Coffee, put a bunch of sugar, cream, all crazy stuff. Um itself is good. It's like the main source of oxy or what is it? Oxy oh man, what antioxidants. Antioxidants. Right? Okay, yeah. antioxidants in the US. So like it it itself is 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 not bad for you. Um unless you like grow super dependent and whatnot. Um, Caffeine yeah, and, and besides, and besides, like staining your teeth if you're drinking black coffee, but like we even put dressing on our salads now. It's like we're trying to be healthy. You know, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> yes, bits. yes, absolutely. Oh, wait, there's low <laughs> cheese crumble. We never put dressing. We never put. We never put dressing in our you salads. You never did this, Chris. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually do like the olive oil <laughs> and like fresh lemon juice or lime juice. Yeah. Like that's for the most part. Or uh, the the olive oil and what's those pizza croutons? There you go, though. Yeah, yeah. Those are croutons are tasty. I try to steer away from them. I agree. It. It's just what condensed trans fats and all those things. It's sodium too. It's yeah. Mm. Yeah, delicious. Yes, speaking my it's, lingo now. They're so tasty, though. But, <laughs> but you know what goes good with salad? Sauces. The little uh, grape tomatoes. Oh, yeah, the oh, cherry yeah, tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys do the olives or, or nah? Uh, I, I do the olives. olives. I do the onions, olives, cucumbers, olives, cucumbers peppercini peppers, all that. The purple onions are like uh, iffy sometimes, depending on the mood. No, no, no purple onions are dope. They're strong. strong. Onions are great. It's exactly. I'm strong boy. <laughs> Have you guys ever this tried like antipasto salads from like Italian restaurants or like a pizzeria? Like those? Yeah, I think I've had. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, it's like a nice, uh, what's it called? Uh, romaine. Yeah, it's like a ni- it's nice uh, romaine salad with um, artichoke hearts, uh, cherry tomatoes, pepperoncinis. Yes. 
uh they'll do like the little pinwheels of like uh prosciutto or like ham cheese and stuff like Protein. that and add it and then you get your little mozzarella mixed in and then you get this like house made vinaigrette which is amazing at least i i think it's amazing <laughs> sounds um, good i still find it funny that uh i remember telling people i'm like i'd rather eat artichoke hearts than all artichoke really like, that's interesting okay yeah I'm like I don't like I don't like yeah, olives. Olives are overpowering. Onions are too overpowering. Even though, like even though other other shortcuts are like kind of because they like they like base them in like oil or something. So do olives? At least sometimes. Because like, I rather eat that than the olives. Okay, we need. To, oh, I need to make a video of me t drinking the juice of the pickles. You know that pickle in the in the. You juice pickle brine. That right? versus the versus the olives versus the other one. What's the other one? Um. There are three, um, brine pickles, brine, the olives, the, it's called yeah. the brine, right, Alan? Well, capers, capers? Yeah, yeah, and then there's the, no, 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 the brine, no, the brine itself, the brine itself, I like to see which one tastes better, because low-key, the pickle one for me is pretty good. <laughs> the pickle one is like straight vinegar, isn't it? There's, there's, uh, there's, oh, I'm sure there's, there's, yeah, oh, there's like stuff to it, yeah. I'm trying what to think what it is, brine? like the the brine, because I know it's, it's a vocabulary, water, correct, even? And like peppercorns and spices yeah. and stuff. Some of them are not. Or kimchi. What? No. Ooh. I like pickles. I'm a big fan of pickles. Yeah. In that long or inside yeah, same, your sandwiches? Same, same. Pickles are great. A long what? side or, or inside your sandwiches? Oh, I don't know. I said Um. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I have eaten just like straight up a dill pickle, and it's not bad. It's not bad. Sometimes I'm not feeling it in my sandwiches, so I take it out. Keeps you regular. Yeah, yeah. Factor fake. Is that factor fake? That it helps. I well don't know. They probably not pickles like dill pickles because they're usually loaded with sugar. Wait, but like the kimchi and stuff. Yes, that's cabbage though. Kimchi usually is cabbage. They'll try to kimchi fi yes. like uh, whatever uh, other peppers, or they'll do like uh, garlic and stuff like that. They'll try to do seaweed as well, I believe. Radishes, radishes. Uh, daikon radish, onions. Onion. Yeah, but uh, going back to the pickle situation, like, are, do you guys do the spears, um, the little chips, or or do you guys like have the whole I pickle? Think, I think that's what Marcos yeah, so was that was that what you were at? <laughs> I apologize, Marcos. He was like a, a long okay. <laughs> or or like sliced in in the in the in the in the sandwich. Right, right, right. I feel like I don't know. I don't try the long one too much. Um, but they're both good. They're both good. Like bread and butter. I do whatever. Or anything me. else like sweet, a little <laughs> bit more vinegary, like. I know there's a bunch, and uh, to me, they're all tasty. Like for me, they're magically delicious. <laughs> like rookie charms. <laughs> I feel like Alan just has like superior exactly. taste buds than me, because like every pickle I've tasted is the same. It's huh? just good. Huh? Well, it, it, had, it hasn't <laughs> been that good. Bro. It hasn't like, been bad. You enjoy it. That's that's all that yeah, counts. <laughs> yeah, I munch them. Yeah, they're good. Because um, with Alan. You should well. There's the video. I think when we had the pizza slices, he uh, again. I'm, I'm not, we're promoting a video again that we did a long time ago. As you should, there, sir. He was <laughs> he was talking of. It was 2018. Yeah, basically. 6:07 p.m. It's like before the pandemic hit. <laughs> pre the pre the firing, uh, but um, 
he he told us the backstories of like these uh, Edgar uh, Alan's brother was in also saying because this one's like more like a working man's uh I think it was the Sicilian it was like thicker and like Alan was giving us the lowdown of what you're saying like this one tastes as if it was canned or this one tastes like you can take the sauce like it's it's a whole story again I, that's I, what I, I know get again there's <laughs> video forget. proof of this there's video proof yes the sauce. and the meats and the cheese <laughs> all of this in the video and guess what there is no pineapple on pizza what's your stance on it pineapple it's an acid it could complement it well, no, what's your stance pizza? on the like hawaiian style yeah i'll eat it i'll eat it like yeah i'll do it yeah it's just silence I'm really not for I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm angered. I'm angered here. We don't know. It's just... I mean, I, I wouldn't order it. I wouldn't mind it, but I wouldn't you order it. out your way? No. <laughs> nah. I think I think it might be like a little bit too much. <laughs> Marco, look for it now. I saw him. I saw yeah. his eyes moving. He's I got like, yeah, for it because it's, it's, and no, it's good. You don't look for it. It's... All right, pepperoni, pepperoni. No, I like, I like the. I'm a simple man. With, I like it. I like, uh, yeah, pepperoni yeah, or it's like pepperoni half cheese. Pepperoni. I think, I think like the specialty of where we're from is like the the chicken parm slice. Chicken parm, right? I've seen like a, a lot of more places that have chicken parm over here. What's then? What's your thoughts? In most it? places, always delicious. <laughs> right, right. It's a hefty boy, but it's delicious. It's actually, worth it. Well, like I mean, you do you guys do the I guess the the quintessential slice uh, where it's like just a plain cheese pizza, or do you mess heavy with the toppings? Because I know there's people that the will swear that like the the plain is number one, or they're like, oh no, I only eat with this sort of topping, or they have to have these three toppings or something like that i'm like i don't know like it overcomplicates things sometimes i'll mess i'll mess with either like a like a buffalo chicken or a chicken parm like i don't i don't mind those but once you start adding like pep, uh, pineapple to it that is where i start drawing the line or like uh are you sure about that <laughs> but i don't know what do, what do you guys think i drop I was gonna say with Marcos, like, I think this is a distinguish between cheese and margarita. Yes, cheese and margarita. <laughs> He's shaking his head. No, no, I but, no, but like, it's, it's like, it's like margarita. I've I've learned that like it's more of the the, the, the buffalo, mozzarella, mm -hmm. versus like the the typical cheese slice. If you go to a pizzeria, is like it's it's more of a like a like a skim blend or something like that. It's, it's like there's less moisture. You're saying it's dry. The slice. To the cheese no 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 for like the regular quesadilla oh, cheese slice. oh i see i see okay, well, I was yeah usually it's mozzarella that they add to it right all of them or right? it's a shredded well both of them yes but but um the margarita has a well, more add, uh, the they, buffalo I, uh, I think it depends cheese. on where you go because there's people that are very purist and they'll add just very very simply crushed tomatoes a little bit of garlic and basil and that's it. That's what they call a margarita. They don't mess with it too heavy. And if they, they do decide to add, they do decide to add cheese. They'll do like a pecorino romano or something like that um, to add to, to enhance the flavor, give it a little salty, complex flavor or layers of flavor. But if you were to go to maybe another place, 
they'll probably they'll do maybe like a focaccia instead of a slice and the, it's a lot more bread to mm. sauce you know ratio and if they you know prepare it correctly it's going to be a lot more crispy on the edges and you get like this nice fluff in the middle uh and not like a you know donut fluff i mean like a nice like well-made uh bread like almost like um like it's crunchy on the outside yeah like good bread like a nice baguette or, or something of that nature so you get that nice consistency but the added benefit is that there's a good amount of sauce on it you know uh very very fresh uh ingredients like garlic and cheese. basil and stuff like that maybe they'll do a little finishing oil on it right very good uh or high quality olive oil but I am starving. I apologize. Every time you describe a meal, it sounds like you're advertising. I just get like immersed into a cutscene of just like a big, <laughs> nice margarita pizza. Man, I am hungry. Yo, and you <laughs> get like a know. nice, you know, glass of wine or something, and then you call it a day, right? It's fancy. And you're just like, <laughs> no, and, and that's and. That's what kills me. A lot of times people go about it like, oh, you got to get like high quality XYZ of wine to enjoy your slice. Which uh, and then people like market? just grab a beer and it's like, yeah, sure. Grab a beer. <laughs> it's no problem. Yeah, yeah Like get yourself can't. a shot of whiskey. It's all right. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. Coffee with a little shot. <laughs> well, I think, I think a lot of people um, gravitate towards, especially here in the East Coast, right? They'll do... Uh, East Coast. Yeah, East Coast, Beast Coast. Is that what you said, Marcos? I agree yes. with you. <laughs> but like, you'll see a lot of these, or not a lot, just like, but you'll see Napolitano type, uh, Neapolitan type of uh, style of pizza. You'll see a lot of Sicilian style, and maybe you'll see uh, a few, maybe Rome style or uh, another particular style of pizza making, where you either have like a a brick oven or you get fire uh wood oven and it, it, the consistency is going to be different the the dough might even be different due to the fact that they have to deal with a certain type of temperature and they want to get a certain type of result with the with the dough or whatever and you get this nice char outside maybe the the uh, i guess the width or length of the pizza is a little bit different um and people get very artsy fartsy about it but it, it, it is what it is you want to slice you want to slice it and is I what think, it is yeah and i think it's awesome right and um i mean there's people that'll do i don't know maybe mozzarella with like figs and like a balsamic reduction or something like that with some huh? and some will do like a white pie get like ricotta and stuff like that uh people there are people that put caviar on their pizza and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> was it here? In, was it in Manhattan where they put like the little dust, even that gold dusting on the pizza? Yeah, I've seen people. I think it was uh, dude from uh, Barstool. Uh, what's his name? It's uh, not even good, but uh, Portnoy, where he goes around and starts um, grading grading people's pizzerias and like they're on the doing, East Coast, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'll do Coast. like. No, I think he's gone to the West Coast before. I'm not quite sure. I, but I, I can I, only testify to the East Coast from Florida all the way up to uh, Boston. Okay. Yes. No England, sorry. Even to England, the okay. Well, yeah. They, well, there you go. I mean, uh, other than that, do you guys mess heavy with anything else? Like maybe the pasta, or do you guys go a different route? Because I, I, I was, I was hearing like this last week. I've been hearing a lot of people disrespecting the East Coast about, in particular, Ooh. like around the tri-state area. 
trying to disrespect saying that there's no good food spots out here. And Ooh, I don't know. Put them on I, blast. I'm not going to say any names because I really don't know their names besides their handles right on, on Instagram. <laughs> but the, the point is that I think there's a good food culture here. Uh, the guy who made the uh, the TikTok, he's like, the best ba- the best bagels are in oh, yeah. LA. And the bagels or the best delis or something like that. Oh, yeah. oh I'm tight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, cool. exactly. Who? What is this? I forgot what his name called. I mean, I, I haven't been to the West Coast, like like California or Nevada or Arizona. Say, say, say right, California. Right, but I'm pretty sure there's great spots out there. I'm not going to, you know, bulldoze them or, or try to say anything nasty. Like a lot of they them say nasty things about the East Coast. But I will say this, like, uh, I think we have a really good food culture over here in the East Coast. And um, all of the U.S. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But I think uh, they have a particular, you know, agenda when they start attacking uh, the East Coast, the, the tri-state, let's put Food it that politics? way. politics? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are they gatekeeping, if you will? I don't know if they're gatekeeping. They they swear that that their food uh, culture over there is uh, a cut above New York, Connecticut, and, and New Jersey. So, uh, I mean... I, I'm pretty sure that, like I've been down the East Coast. I've found really You've good gone places. Gone the entire like, way I'm, down. No, no, not the whole thing. I, I've from New York or from Connecticut actually, because I've worked in Connecticut before, um, in a food establishment in Omega Drive, uh, for this this uh company. So, I it was more of a how can I say, uh, more of a business oriented food establishment like a cafeteria but um it it was it was awfully fancy for what they had because it was like uh this this the, the type of dining that they did was a l- little bit more a la menu if, if just to put that out there but from from places like that in, in in connecticut down new york new jersey and heading down to texas like you go down to like really through really nice places where they have a really good food scene like atlanta has really good food I think anyway. I've gone down to Florida. I think there's good there there's really good food there too based on what I've eaten over there. And you'll get like a very good eclectic mix of of different types of cuisines uh going down through you know the Big Easy down to Louisiana. I think it's really cool cuz there's a lot of French uh influence down in the, down in um Louisiana. But uh, again, um French Creole and, and I think it's really cool. And you get to see a lot of this, um, this like mix and melding of these types of uh, ingredients and philosophies of cooking, and it's really interesting. I think it's really tasty, uh, especially when you sit down and you appreciate what they serve, because there's a story behind a lot of these uh, plates, particular plates and dishes and stuff that they make. Marcos, I'm sorry, I'm rambling again. Please go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I'm, I'm, I'm going you're, on. Yeah, please proceed, good sir. You're good on my side. No, I was just rambling because you know all this, uh, all this hate on the East Coast. You know, didn't have that. No. <laughs> um. Is it, yeah, uh, but. Other than that, other than that, and and like, to be quite honest, I think one of the more push peculiar things I, I've seen um, was 
uh, what could it be? I, I think a lot of uh, of the um, the go to for a lot of people that live out in the West Coast is that, or even people that are aren't from Mexico. Let, let's put it let's put it that way because a lot of people oh food in california especially mexican food is a cut above whatever they serve out in new york xyz right and i think a lot of that has to do with proximity one but i i I think also it's kind of weird to me when it's like people that aren't aren't mexican and i'm not saying this you know just to 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 say it but i it's like it would be like me going um somewhere that i'm not i'm not originally from there and saying well let me take an example like say if i never i've never gone to india and i know indian food is really good like amazing uh down from their spices to uh all the proteins that they cook and even the vegetarian scene out there because there are a lot of people that don't eat meat out there and they have phenomenal recipes for me to go somewhere and be like ah nah you know i've tasted uh like the Indian food in New York is nothing like the the Indian food out in California. It's like, dude, you've never been to India. How would you know if that's even authentic? <laughs> and people are like, oh yeah, but I've been down uh, to, you know, Sunny Drive. Yeah, I, I've been to, you know, the Royal Palace out in, you know, New Jersey. It's like, I know what authentic is like, uh, okay, okay, guy. The New Delhi Diner. Right. And it's, it's kind of weird because people would swear like oh i've been down to tijuana and i think that's where a lot of people make that mistake because a lot of times people tend to forget that and and again i could be totally wrong on this but i think i have a pretty good grasp on, on this one where a lot of mexicans in california are from a certain part or yeah a certain part of mexico and it's not only you know or it's not as well-rounded as uh the actual country of mexico is you go to different states and it's a different food scene mm-hmm. where a lot of people over here on the east coast tend to be from places like the state of puebla uh you don't see mexico city right or mexico city but you don't see many people from like jalisco sonora or hermosillo and what happens a lot of times is that that style of food doesn't translate very well over here because you don't have obviously the ingredients to make those type of dishes and then for you to expect people to make the type of dishes you see out in california it's a little you know ass backwards if you try to think about it that way or if you were to go to um, texas or california or arizona or new mexico and say oh well you know something from veracruz and you're like that's nowhere near <laughs> where they're from or right yeah. or chapas exactly so it, i think people look at it that uh, a little weird because it's like oh we have all this great food scene we get the taco trucks like yeah that's very common out in maybe the northwest of mexico proper and that's what translates to when you eat over there but when you go over here to the east coast you're dealing mostly with southeastern mexico and their food is way different from northwest of mexico and i again i think that's where people kind of get lost in translation when it comes to how their i i want to say maybe their their taste buds their palate is when it comes to mexican food and it's like again going back to the the idea or the example of going to india india is a massive place 
And North India is not the same as South India. East India is not the same as West India. And it's like you're trying to kind of hodgepodge together <laughs> like a, a flavor profile with one restaurant or a couple of food stalls or a couple of uh, food trucks and be like, yeah, no, I have a great understanding grasp of this culinary uh, <laughs> adventure we call, you know, this country or that country. And it's like, ah. And I can only imagine, like, even, even down, I want to say, like, in the Caribbean, Cuban food does not taste the same as Jamaican food, and Jamaican food does not taste the same as Dominican food or Puerto Rican food, St. Lucia food, or somewhere else like Haitian food. It's all very different, even though it's very close to proximity, but their styles are very different. Spices are different. The way they make certain things, even if they are the same in name only, but they have a different way of going about it. And I think that's what's interesting. And uh, I don't know. Let, let me stop rambling. If you guys want to switch up the convo, we can definitely do it. I was just, you know, it's, it's getting that off my chest real quick. That's, that's, <laughs> what do you think, Chris? What do you think? I was going to say, especially Chinese food. You know, like the Chinese food Absolutely. you have here, it's so... I don't know. It's just China's massive too. China's massive. massive. And they have such a diverse gastronomy. It's insane. Like the stuff, because I... A little, a little, not a hobby, but an interest I have is I watch um, vloggers in China just to get a sense of how it's like. And it's super interesting. Just um, all the different meals they have, like from the north and, and to the south. It's crazy. But anyways, the food we have here um, in America, nothing like even I mean, you might get some elements that are similar, but like it doesn't even capture any part of China. It's just what we like our our um, like misguided, um, Amerocentric. Food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, they figured out. I don't know who did back in the day, but they figured out that it was more palatable for for Americans to have like all these like orange chicken, General house chicken, um, like chicken that are loaded with like sugar sauces. Um, and Shout out to the general, China. right? Mr. Right. Town, General Town, General Town. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but yeah, you, you don't get that nearly, nearly as much in, in, in actual China. No, that's true. That's absolutely true. And I think uh, I was I was watching this uh, YouTuber. His name is Xiaoma NYC, and he's a polygot. So he speaks a lot of languages and he and he studies languages and he tries to practice them as much as he can. And he goes out to the city over here in NYC and goes and practices it the best he can with the people that are from there. And what he's he's discovered is that a lot of the people that are in New York, uh, are I would probably say even in the East Coast, um, uh, tri-state area, is that you find a lot of people from China f in from a particular area called uh, uh, I for I forgot the name or the the place, but they speak Fushanese. Uh, which is from a particular what? province in China uh, and, and he goes about learning it so he can speak to people that work live and um, you know sell stuff over in the city and it's super interesting because it's not quite you know and you would say oh it's a dialect but it's a bona fide language uh, due to the the fact that you know there's a vast majority of people out not only in China but over here in particular that speak uh, Fushanese and it's not Cantonese, it's not Mandarin, 
it's not Shanghainese, it's not whatever other uh, language inside from the country is, right, of China. Uh, and, and that's crazy because a lot of people that would probably be from like other parts of the states that where they have like a high density or a, a, a large amount of people from China living there probably speak a different type of um, language or uh, to a certain extent dialect. And it's interesting because that also translates to the food that they make. And to your point, Chris, it's like northeast, west, south. It, it, it has to be something super interesting to figure out, like people that are from the same country are making different types of dishes based on where they're really from as far as like tradition, language, food, right? And that's Is that like awesome. human nature? Is that like to t- try to categorize each one of us? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's like they do like most dishes. People make food out of necessity, right? They make stuff <laughs> from what they have. If it's an they have it, of, yes, right, right. It's like uh, th- this is the reason why I was mentioning places in India or uh, places in Mexico. It's like you're gonna have the Pacific Coast fishing different fish than the people out on the Gulf of Mexico. Same thing over in Japan. Japan is going to have different fish, even though they're very close to South Korea. They're probably going to fish uh, not the same type of fish. Um, and what's to be said about people that live in Hawaii or people out in Guam or people out in Southeast Asia, like in the Philippines. South America. Right, South America. Like, again, you get different different um, uh, ingredients that you can't find somewhere else and this is where i think makes the thing or the cooking experience a lot more different and remember in our uh, recent recording with karen uh Karin, she told us her story right. about the squids and the, the halea yeah. cooking you know right cooking and squink uh yeah ink uh, squidding which is to me i think it's something that's awesome like you you get to taste different ingredients right and i'm pretty sure p- places in spain use uh squid uh ink from squids to to cook and stuff like that and it must taste delicious the french you know? right? and italian also do oh, that maybe italians yeah of course anything around the mediterranean like everybody's gonna have their twist on it the greeks it's, it's just so yeah. so exciting yeah it's awesome right so better ingredients papa john's no 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 the world <laughs> the, put it, Papa John's. The, wor- the, the world. The mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. Now with that, what do you think if we slide into you know the the other stuff that we've always had? Let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Let's see. Uh, what's the name of it? Let's see. Wait, uh, wait, Marcos. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've asked a question on, on the recording yet. Uh, uh, Chris, please, would you share with us, uh, Team Apple, Team Samsung, what, where, when, and why? <laughs> oh, Apple or Sam- Samsung is massive. Uh, Samsung is huge. They make everything. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with, okay, yeah, I'm going to go with Apple. Again, a walled garden, you know, they, they do their own thing. Um, okay, okay. The, the integration is very, very, you know, it's one of a kind with Apple. Seamless, I, yes, yes, the, yes. The specs, the specs for Samsung and other Androids, they're better. They, they just are. <laughs> I mean, Samsung probably has the best, best screens, even though. Um, OLED, OLED, yes. Yeah, OLED. Um, 
Apple yeah, it's just from them. Right, right, yeah. So it's just an um, Apple ecosystem, you know, traps people in, and I'm one of those people. Um, <laughs> I'm not ashamed. No, we love the transparency. We have it on the recording. There, we have it on the recording. For the recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Apple, Apple. Um, it's not. It's not because their profit margins are huge. That's a little bit of a tangent, but. They make, I think it was leaked one, one time where it's like, they were like their flagship, they were selling for, I don't know, 900 or a thousand, but it costs only like three to 400 to produce. So their profit yeah. margins are crazy. I, it's different now, I'm sure, but this is maybe like three, four years ago. Um, I don't know. Yeah. They're probably making them more numbers, pre-pandemic Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. They moved. I don't know if they they fully they moved did. from China to India. They, they did. did. They did. They, yeah, yeah. China to India for for even cheaper or better margins. Um, they gotta help the other countries yeah. rise up. You know that's how much pull they have. Well, I think though, and I think we discussed this or, or pointed this out in another recording where a lot of these companies that go and, and transfer from China to India, they they have to invest into the country in order for them to actually uh, so they're allowed to actually um, build factories out there because they don't have an infrastructure they do but it's not i guess one that's adequate for robust enough. Yeah, yeah exactly robust enough for the actual companies setting up shop so they have to invest in order for they for them to have roads to or proper roads to get you know their their manufactured goods from point a to point b and i think or it's airports. interesting to see that yeah exactly it's interesting to see and know that that that's what needs to be done in order for them to get their products out to the world and it, it we would hope that it benefits both parties but sometimes it's like uh it's the gray area <laughs> when you see like politics, maybe the wages that they pay politics. right well the wages that they pay for the the price that you get to charge to people for their products right and uh, and that's every company. That's not just Apple yeah, per se. Capitalism too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, capitalism, absolutely. Yeah. I saw um, Amazon built a, a warehouse in in Tijuana, and uh, Tijuana. It's, cr- I, I yeah, I think yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and it's crazy because you see like, um, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it in in other terms. So like in the Mexican Republic, you have campos, which, you know, it's just mainly farmland. You might have little shacks, so it's like that, but in the desert. Um, and then like right next to it, you have a huge, big, like futuristic industrial Amazon warehouse. It's an interesting picture. I don't know. The, if it seems so out of place, I guess. Right? The, the, yeah. But not the paradox, though. Juxtaposition. There you go. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. I don't know. Um, interesting thing. Yeah. But I, I also think that that has to do a lot with the actual government, that particular company has to deal with right because the one of the reasons that a lot of these companies don't set up shop here is because the amount of money they would have to pay workers for the labor would be you know more than they could probably charge for whatever product they're producing and it just makes a lot more sense to them right but i think that also has to do with the way the i guess the monetary system is set up not just here but around the world it's incentivized to to look for a factory outside of the U.S. unless you are willing to bite the bullet and say, "Well, we're bringing back manufacturing back back to the states." And uh, you see a lot of these uh, situations, um, like uh, what's this company I'm thinking of, like uh, Ford or GMC. Yeah, like auto- automakers Toyota. from the U.S. trying to take 
their their factories out of other countries and bring them back to the United States. It's possible. It just means that it's going to cost a lot more to manufacture. More, more likely than not, it's going to be of a higher quality because you would hope that the people that are making these uh, products, um, in this case, the cars are a little bit more highly educated in the sense of like having um, better infrastructure for uh, assembly line. And you would hope that these people are, you know, boots on the ground, like closer to proximity of the actual engineer creating this this design and, and whatever the other bits and pieces for making a car is. So it gets to a person's hands a lot quicker. You don't have to move anything outside the country. But I mean, yeah, go ahead, Marcos. Question is this is just you telling me, give me a, a, an opinion, a hot take. I don't know if it's hot, but just a, like off the top of head. Do you think the US right now is more easier for upstart companies to, to do their thing versus big, just established companies with higher um, overhead of making, taking care of their companies versus a, a, a lean and mean company just starting with a good idea? Do you think that the US is more? catering to those kinds of companies or to the big like gmc forward uh those kinds of companies well, what do you think like is this like uh, it's like perception is it wrong or or, or what well i th i think it depends on the type of company you're trying to start if it's like a tech startup it probably makes more sense starting it here because you have infrastructure you have uh the banks where they're gonna loan you the money but like say you're gonna do something a uh, little bit different, right? It makes sense for a car manufacturer company to set up shop outside the states because it costs less to produce certain goods and then bring them over here. This is the reason why China is called the factory of the world. But I mean, lo look at Amazon as an example. Um, Jeff Bezos had an idea. It didn't have to do with creating anything physical in the sense of uh creating books he was just selling books right he was so, a man right so he figured out a way to monetize on that online so he didn't have um to create something as far as a physical something he had to create an idea and a platform that would work being the third party to get it from the publishing company or <laughs> i mean you know books so Publishers, from point yeah. a to point b yeah the, and along the lines, he figured that, hey, why don't I just introduce, you know, selling this on, on the website or this on the website? And it kind of uh, developed to a it's snowball no effect, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So it went from doing that to selling goods from A to Z. And then he started, you know, not settling for less and said, hey, uh, why don't I make this stuff, right? For like- Amazon basics. Right. And then he started that. And then he didn't stop there. He didn't rest on his laurels. He said, hey, why, why don't I provide cloud service to companies that are trying to be like old Amazon here? And he started AWS, right? Oh, I <laughs> so I think that, his that was company. Right. And then he bought, <laughs> what was it? I think, what was it? LA Times or something? Or the Wall Street Journal, I think he bought. Now he's- uh, Yeah, I think. Yeah, right? And then he's with the Wall Street Journal, possibly, and so or New York Times. Did he New York Times or Wall Street Journal? I, I, I want to say I think it's the Wall Street Journal. Should I'm I ask it? Mistaken. Should I ask it? Should I put the ask in the system? 
If you like, if you like, it's not. Hey problem. Google, what news network did Amazon purchase? On the website CNN.com, they say Amazon closes $8.5 billion deal to acquire MGM. To find out more, look for the link in your Google Home What's Google MGM? Assistant app. What's MGM? It sounds like something from Nevada. What's MGM owned? Movie something? I feel like MGM Studios. Yeah, but that's the studio for their uh, Amazon Prime video that they bought. So they get all the licensing and rights to uh, 007. Paramount. I think it was. So all the... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I thought it was 007. Okay, he, he, bought, he bought the Washington Post. There oh, Washington Post. There you go. It was a post. It was a post, right? Yeah, we were getting there. Actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, MGM is... The Lion? Uh, remember the... Yeah. The, I thought the Lion? Oh, I thought no, it was MGM. No, that's Data. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that, like, he, he went out of his way to make those strides not only to sell books so he found that he, it was probably a lot more simpler than he thought or maybe not simpler but he, it was in in his grasp to to start selling other things and creating his own product line from the company and even offering web services that a lot of other companies use so yep. he yep. tried to figure out that and he didn't make any physical product per se at the beginning but his his initial investment and idea made it so that he could actually acquire other companies and even um create other companies based on his uh his initial idea which to me that's i mean from a person that came from a broken home right from an adopted dad his mom and you know i think that's like the epitome not maybe epitome the epitome, underdog but story it, it's a it's a great lesson for people that think that maybe perhaps the american dream is not or is gone to a certain extent like a lot of people kind of have that i guess that icky feeling when they say oh pull, pull yourself by the bootstraps and get get working but i mean there's people that actually do it and they're no better or smarter than you or i i think it's just the matter of actually you want wanting to do it right and i think that's interesting and and, and uh, i guess a goal perhaps that you want aspire. to aspire to right and, and i think it's great i mean more power to him i mean regardless i mean no one's perfect right and you know there's difficulties in 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 that type of world where you have to make decisions that affect a lot of people right and i think he's uh, that aside i think that's a very good story that we should keep in mind when we're trying to do our best out in the real world trying to strive for yeah i'm sorry marcos i'm rambling again no no there's another one for example veterans that um they're from again um um new england all those parts they they're they're where they live there there's a lot of factories and they bought some factories to make jeans and geese because they're fanatics of uh they're, they're they still like to do a martial arts and they they purchased the company to make they're called i think patriot jeans and they make geese for for uh jujitsu taekwondo all those things and they specialize on that these companies they were there were just some areas that they could purchase the land and have the factories already already made and again start as a startup company to make uh, geese and 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 men's and women's jeans and again they're a small company but uh do you guys think that um the u.s 
is more catering to, for example, a tech company or, or a company that makes jeans or a company that makes headphones. For example, Grado. Grado has been around since the early 70s and they're made in Brooklyn. Like they're still making headphones, like uh, open back headphones. They recently came out with the Grado's uh, 420 headphones, like a novelty with the, the, it was like wood over here, wood open back. And they had like weed uh, pop, um, not pop, pop, no, we actual weed on the, um, on the wood finishes. And they were like charging, I think like 420 bucks. And again, the drivers were specialty handmade right there. Everything made in Brooklyn by hand by the same family. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you're you were referring to like Jocko Wilkin, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that dude is a like uh, massive a inspiration and physical beast. <laughs> yeah, no, dude is yeah, dude is awesome, man. Not only did he serve the country, but he also serves the community, especially the the veterans out there that want to keep working. Mm-hmm. I think that's very admirable. And, and that's uh, what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like him, there's plenty of people like that. And um, what's it called? Um, I, I forgot what I was gonna say, bro. Keep going, bro. I'm sorry. And with that, you guys think we should call the start the new the other segment? Yes, yes sir. sir. Click it, Marcos. Do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the. Yeah, yeah, Anime. Let's do this. Majestic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was an experience. And some might even say religious experience. The affair is revolution. (laughs) So, kicking it off, uh, Chris. Yes. Anime. Dub or sub? Anime. Um, sub. Drum roll. Sub. Actually, so, you have chose correctly, sir. It's just okay. I watched I watched Naruto <laughs> <In the> dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Naruto. I watched Naruto dubbed, and it's weird because his voice, the the lady does it for the entire like even even um like Shippuden. I don't know. It's weird when you go back and forth from. You mean to you dub. mean the Wind Chronicles? Nah, it doesn't match. I think that's what Chris is saying. Yeah, it doesn't match. It matched for the kid version, not for the for Shibuden. Right. I think it just sounds better. They have more, like, they're more dramatic. They're more enthusiastic, the voice actors in Japan. Okay. They're more committed to the actual character. Counterpoint, probably, right? They Counterpoint. Like it. I don't know. I don't understand it. So. Counterpoint. There's this, oh, I was talking with Josue about this one called The Case Study of Vanitas. It's, I, uh, I didn't finish telling you to him, but it's, it's an anime about vampires in Paris. Imagine the Japanese speakers talking about it in Paris. The dubbers, there's again, this is in Crunchyroll. The dubbers obviously had an English voice actors. And also, guess what? Hey there, Marcos here. This marks the end of part one of this recording. Join us next week on the posting of part two. Also, there's a video version of this podcast posted every Thursdays of the week. The podcast is posted on Tuesdays and the video on Thursdays, unless otherwise told. So, you know, enjoy.
from the bottom of my heart, Marcos and the LTS squad, signing out.